Welcome to the Florida Madcaps, your ultimate guide to experiencing fantastic and unique destinations across our magnificent state. Join us while we lead you on a journey of exploration, recreation, and conservation. The popularity of Florida's natural wonders is on the rise, and our mission is to be your go-to source for conscientious recreation. We encourage you to get out and explore these breathtaking sites and to leave them even better than you found them through individual actions and group advocacy. Join the Florida Madcaps as we discover the beauty of our incredible state together. Hey everybody, welcome to the Florida Madcaps podcast. It's me, Ryan Akay, the Florida excursionist, and I am here with the Florida famous Sunshine State Seekers, Chris and Chelsea, or Chelsea and Chris, whichever you prefer. It's Chelsea and Chris. You got it right this time. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So today we're talking about some of our favorite spots along the Santa Fe River, and that is specifically around the uh, High Springs slash uh, Fort White area. Before we get into that, I just want to mention our uh, our partner, the Florida Springs Council. You can go to floridaspringscouncil.org slash madcaps. Uh, you send them your contact information. They will send you a sticker for free, and you get connected to them if you want to advocate for the springs or learn how you can help. That's the way to do it, and they're totally free, um, especially right now with all of this. We are going through the session of sprawl. Uh, as we are recording this, and it's they have a lot of alerts how we can make a difference when it comes to some of these bills that are uh, kind of harmful to our environment here in Florida. And because uh, what we're talking about today has a lot to do with these springs, if uh, you want to learn more, we have a full episode uh, just about that uh, yes. at the Florida Springs Council, and I'd, I'd recommend going back and checking it out. Yes, it would be the one with Ryan Smart, the executive director of them. Definitely a good one to uh, to listen to. Uh, one of our more popular ones as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so today we are talking about some of the springs and areas to uh, check out. So I guess we can talk about a little bit about hiking. You want to do Olino State Park? That's uh, an interesting one where it's, it has a uh, natural bridge or a land bridge where the, the Santa Fe River goes underground for three miles and it disappears at the river sink and then comes back up at the river rise. And it's a, quite an interesting hike if you leave from Olino and uh, go to river rise and back. Uh, I took a, uh, a friend from Instagram on it and I grossly underestimated the mileage <laughs> and the poor person. I, I think I, I... I never heard from them again. <laughs> <laughs> that was the last hike we did together. It's a really good way to weed out uh, friends, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Only the strongest survive and stick around. <laughs> Person hasn't blocked me on Instagram, so I guess that's a, a positive. But yeah, there's so many trails. There's miles and miles of trails. Uh, it's a dark sky area, too. It's one of the dark sky areas in Florida. And uh, a lot of sinkholes and a lot of exposed limestone in that area. And the CCC, that was one of the original, um, one of their uh, state parks, right? One of the original eight? Alina? Uh, I think so. I know it was, they used it as a training camp for sure. And some of those structures are still mm-hmm. around there. I was going to say, they definitely have the, uh, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like the, a little museum there for sure. The architecture is very, yeah. you know, once you see it, you know what it looks like. And it looks like almost everywhere, a CCC property. The stacked at, rocks, yeah, the way the, they are. 
very similar design everywhere. And they, and they speaking of bridges, placed. they have that uh, cool swing bridge that goes over the uh, yeah over the, the uh, of the Santa Fe there right before it goes into the um, the sink. Yeah, there's a big suspension bridge, and there's a lot of bridges along that. If you like bridges and trails, well, Alina is a place for you because it does have a lot of bridges because it's a very dynamic environment with the water levels, and they they form. Oh, gosh, I can't remember from my master naturalist class, but it, it's there's a term to it. You know, the it's almost like seasonal wetlands, so that you'll get a very interesting mix of hardwood hammocks at the time. You can swim there too. Yes. I don't know how attractive that is to a lot of people because it's a it's a black water river and and the most of the sense right. Yes, uh, and, notable. And it's flowing, but they have like a little dock and area where you could take a dip if you want. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. Uh, I have a I have a policy that no matter what, if I'm going out when it's the time of year where I can swim, I will pack a swimsuit no matter what because after I got done with that really long hike, it was extremely warm. And when I got back, I ended up just with my hiking shorts and shirt, just jumping in the water. And, like the uh, longer you've hiked and the hotter it is, the the less you care what color the water is. <laughs> we, do, we do the same. We always pack a swimsuit, and then I would absolutely jump in that yeah. to cool off at the end of it. It was nice and cool. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, on uh, one of the shorter trails near the entrance of the park, there's a quarry where they uh, used to they used to harvest a uh, harvest or mine limestone. And uh, a lot of the structures, if you go to other CCC parks, kind of like Goldhead, the limestone used there often came from Olino. Huh. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, just having that, that river just flow and then stop in a slow, swirling motion and then disappears, I've always found it a little bit creepy. So when we were talking with uh, Current Problems, another spring advocacy group, I had this uh, image in my head because she talked about how a lot of times uh, uh, trash and stuff kind of gets stuck uh, into that uh, sink area. Mm -hmm. And I had this image of like, I don't know if you've, how long it's been since most of you've seen The Little Mermaid, but uh, I have kids, so it hasn't been that long for me, of uh, Ursula making her big uh, swirly... uh, uh, sinkhole thing, pulling all the things in. I think in the movie it's all ships, but I had the image of like all the trash getting <laughs> getting sucked in when she was. Was but, that in her cauldron when she was making the? Uh, the it was the, towards the end when she was like def- trying uh, to defeat Triton and uh, okay. was mad that Ariel was back with the prince. But uh, <laughs> oh, I, I could definitely she, she could see do that. some good cleaning up the trash. You know, turn her ways around. <laughs> she met a bad end at the end of that movie, yeah. if I remember correctly. So won't be doing any cleanups. <laughs> but if you, if you hike a river rise, it's it's not any of this violent motion or anything like you, you see this river no. just popping up. You know, I was like, oh man, it must be so cool. I get there, it's just wet. It just it just looks like hey, this is the start of a river, and off it goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not really a spring. So so you have these distinct spring boils that come out, and then you have the rises, which are are sort of different. They're all part of this underground water network, but the rises, especially with the lean or uh, Santa Fe coming out, it's just the it's river's just coming river back up to the surface. Yeah, it's Hi. not really connected, or not at least right there. And I'm sure there's little outputs within it that we don't see because it's underground. But it's uh goes in black and comes out black. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not going in the aquifer. Yeah, it's it's kind of just below the surface and then comes back out. But this yeah. karst landscape, you know, before there was all the roads and everything else, it was an important. Uh, navigation uh, point because it was the land bridge. 
you know, so that people could move things across the Santa Fe without having to move things across the Santa Fe. So that was pretty interesting. But Alino, it's a it's a great park, uh, has a lot of history, a lot of good trails, and a very dynamic environment, and no shortage of sinkholes. If you like sinkholes, you'd be more than happy when you're you're seeing all those things around Alino. And uh, camping. Yes. It is one of the camping state parks. Good, good camping. I, we haven't well. camped there ever. I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, it's been a while since we've been really spent too much time there. It was one of the first parks we visited uh, when we met each other. That one and Itchnatuckney, which we'll talk about in a moment. Ryan camped there when he was a little kid. I lived there. <laughs> <laughs> camped there like every day yeah. in a house. <laughs> Actually, so my, cool. my my dad would go back there <laughs> and take me camping as a kid. Some of my um, favorite Lucky. memories with, with my dad was my dad uh, hiking uh, with me. At the park. I just really enjoyed those those memories of hiking with Dad. So you mentioned the Chautauqua. We can jump to that one. It's one of the first state parks where I experienced uh, the the North North Florida and the um, exposed limestone that yeah. you see going down the river. Uh, and being that it was my – I hadn't experienced that at all before. It really blew my mind. And the crystal clear water and all the like little limestone deposits everywhere. It's absolutely stunning. We did the typical tubing experience, mm-hmm. and uh, we were one of the first in line. We were the first, the first ones in line. In line. So we, we were well prepared. <laughs> now, we camped not at a state park, because um, I don't believe Itchnatuckney has camping. Not no. to my knowledge. No, no, but there is a private park. Right around the corner. Right around the corner, and we camped there. It was okay. It, yeah. Uh, don't buy the wood there. <laughs> I think, well, to, in their defense, we went there. It was very rainy. Um, it was around August. But uh, yeah, we could not light the wood. And the guy's like, all you got to do is some light some charcoals on fire and throw the wood on top. I'm like, that's that's not how campfires are supposed to work. But whatever. We had a great time. We got, we packed up, um, we packed up early, got uh, in line early. It is very popular. So I do recommend uh, getting there early if you want to um, be the first in line. Or I believe you go there sometimes later after the crowd comes through, correct? I think I heard you said that, but I could be. Yes. So if you if you're a paddler specifically, uh, find out when they they shut down the, the tubing. The, well, it's uh, just a paddle. You can only paddle from the north end. You mm-hmm. can't tube or swim from the north end. So I think it's it was different when we went. I know they've changed a few times since we've been there. I, I think after the pandemic, they restricted any kind of tubing or swimming from. The north end. Mm-hmm. Now you can still launch from like midpoint or dampers oh, to yeah. tube and swim because we started on the north end yeah. for sure. We started just we went into the north entrance mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, it was just south of the the main spring head that we launched. Yeah, so you, you can't do that anymore. You can do it only by like kayak or yeah. okay. paddleboard. Wow. Cool. Yeah. So I I usually go. I find out when they're about to shut it down, and then I I I will launch from there, and I I I drift down and I paddle back. Which you enjoy it on the front end, but you pay for it on the back end. But yeah, typically I like to go upstream first when mm-hmm. I can, and uh, not necessarily at that location, just on rivers in general, because then you get the nice leisurely trip back. But sometimes, uh, for, depending on the location, it's just not an option. Yeah, I've done both. Uh, if I have an inflatable paddleboard, which is much easier to, um, to you know, to pack up and just toss in the back of one of my cars, but it, you just you can do that, and it's. Uh, I always have a kayak paddle with me because I, I one time I drifted down to damp ears in the summer. There was almost nobody on the river, 
you know, the park was, was closing in a few hours and I was able to just to, to, you know, tie off on that, that, that floating kind of dock thing and just swim around. It was really nice, but brother, when I had to paddle, you know, all with the way one blade. Yeah. Having yeah. that double bladed, uh, kayak paddle definitely helps on a paddleboard. I, I believe we have the same exact paddleboard actually. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times it's nice when you're on the paddleboard to bring the double bladed paddle just in case, because you can always stand on it and, and use the double blade as a, a typical standing yes, paddle yeah, as well. It, it's possible. Yeah. And it's then you can always possible. sit down and get get some more uh yeah. Yeah. So I I I will definitely go to Itchituckney since I love it so and I really uh, there's so many benefits of being on that river when people aren't um uh, you know because a lot of people go there and it's a very celebratory time. Yeah. It's just like, oh, they're having a great time, just like I was when I was a kid or or whatnot. And they're just really excited, and I can understand it. But me, I want to like just almost be like invisible on that river, have the wildlife see me but not hear me, and take it all in. And it is absolutely amazing. So I will go at inconvenient times. If there's a good cold snap mm-hmm. in the fall, you'll see me there. <laughs> One of your favorite spots in Florida is Blue Hole, right? Yes. So there's... Two springs that feed it, the head spring and and then Blue Hole, which is uh, just downriver from it. And Blue Hole is the only first magnitude spring in the park. But it has it has what's called the jug, so um, which is a cave that, uh, that the water flows out of. The, the spring vent is an actual cave. So unlike uh, almost any other spring I can think of in Florida that I've seen, which is many but not all, uh, the, you know, you can look down into a cave from that spring and it is, it's, some people think is very creepy. Uh, some <laughs> think it's absolutely, uh, beautiful. I think it's creepy in a, in a beautiful way. Well, we went, way. we were a little, <laughs> that was early in our explorations as Yeah, well, I right? wasn't quite used to everything. But we snorkeled out across it and it has a lot of vegetation around it too. Yeah. So it's like, it's pretty deep. is there, is there a gator in the, no. Not necessarily. I, my brain goes to things that don't exist. So I'm like more like some like creepy creature from the Black Lagoon because I'm I mean the gators are all right, but but that uh yeah those <laughs> that's not real. Those uh what C rated flicks, they still <laughs> haunt me to this they, day. <laughs> they shot them. They shot them here in those springs. Though. Yeah, not necessarily that one, but down here. Uh, I think Wakula. um Wakula. Yeah, I think it was Wakula that, that they shot that one. Hmm. So are you afraid more of like uh? I'm more afraid of my imagination. <laughs> is, it, is it like a giant moray eel that'll just grab you and, and pull, pull you me under? I think as a child, that was a constant fear of mine, especially um, anything where I was swimming over the eel grass that uh, something was going to wrap around my ankle and it suck is creepy, me in. <laughs> when you think about it, it's really not because there's nothing in there that's going to hurt you. No, there's like turtles and turtles. Just a giant gator, <laughs> maybe. <Yeah>. Who knows? <laughs> You know, and I, I'm I'm certain it's happened, but I've never heard of anybody being attacked by a gator when they were like swimming underwater and didn't like surprise it, you know? But but usually it's like from the surface and uh like if they have a dog or a small kid with them, unfortunately that is like gator food. Uh if you do encounter a gator though. All you really have to do is, is turn around, look at them. And say, see you later. See you later. <laughs> it might sound a little jumbled underwater. Like, burr, 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 burr. Yeah. So but, to, to clarify something, I think the, the dog is gator food, not, yeah. the, not the kid. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> to the gator. Uh, yeah. 
He, Those are he, most of the incidents. Yeah, that's by you got to be careful with children around water. Um, any kind of dogs. unfortunately, children are small mammals. So are dogs. Any kind of small mammal, gators don't know the difference. Uh, and that's not necessarily something they want, but uh, I they see something small and they go after, especially during dawn and dusk. Um, so you just have to learn how to coexist with gators and yeah. keep a respectful distance. I, I don't I don't go uh, near the water's edge on unfamiliar water. Um, yeah, especially dark water. Yeah, yeah. at dusk. At, at dusk or, or dawn. Mm-mm. And in some of these instances, you've seen uh, videos uh, that have been captured. People have even leashed animals um, around the um, around gators, and uh, the the gators are very attracted to dogs. I know yeah. that much. Um, but yeah, so. All in all, uh, Itchitungany is, uh, you know, uh, I have not seen um, any gator of any kind of significant size on that river ever. It's 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 pretty, some great, uh, tons of turtles, gar, um, uh, various birds, some beautiful ones um, are out there. But not, I'm, not, I'm not aware of a gator attack that's occurred uh, on that river specifically. Let's see, what else do we have? We have uh, just upriver, Gilchrist Blue. I love this That's park. hands down one of our favorite state parks. And the newest state park, actually, out of the 175 we have. Is it 2017 it was acquired? Yeah. I believe. Uh, yeah, 17 or 18. We 18? We stayed there, I think, in November of 2018. And we had a brand new fire ring. It still had a sticker on it and never Ooh, had we been We broke aimed. it in. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. It was the first time that I don't. Well, I think the campsite that we were at was also a second thought kind of campsite. It was like, hey, we can fit one more person there. Uh, it was very small, but we had a small tent. It worked out for us. Um, but it, it's a beautiful, beautiful uh, We've campsite. camped there several times. And it, we've watched it transform from yeah. having the, it used to be. Used to be a private park that had mm-hmm. a, a walkway all the way down to the Santa Fe and a jumping platform, mm-hmm. and all of these things have been adapted and changed. That the jumping platform had to be removed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and the we, uh, we got to experience the jumping platform. Yeah, we did, and we even took our kids back there, and and uh, our oldest got to jump off of it. Our youngest was still a little bit too small. Um, but speaking of bringing kids there, uh, this is one of the best springs I think for kids because it has a very um, pretty vast shallow beach mm-hmm. area where some springs they're just deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Out of all the springs, I think it's a, the friendliest. Yeah, for for little ones to enjoy. My youngest. She's not really, especially with water, she has always been cautious. So she just more really likes to stay knee deep. Maybe when, you know, she's there for a little while, gets her courage up, she'll go in a little deeper. But she she's not really into going any deeper than that. She likes to stay um, towards the shore and play in the sand. And even still, with, with all that, the color is mind-blowing. It's this crazy blue color. It's very photogenic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you're right. It's very gradual from yes. from where you enter into the spring to where you do you get to where the vent is, and it's a little bit deep. But it's particularly a very a beautiful spring, and I enjoy. It's my second favorite spring. Funny though, my my daughter and I one day it was like some rolling uh, showers, and we decided when I lived in uh, Jacksonville at the time. This was in two, it was the summer of 2018. We just went to we started at Wakulla Springs, and then just took uh you know back roads all the way down um past like 
uh, Troy and Lafayette and, you know, Itchitucknee and all these springs were hitting all the ones we could between uh, Wakulla and High Springs. And we get to Gilchrist and um, uh, she was, I was still swimming. I was checking out Naked Swim Spring, which you could still swim in at the time. And then uh, she was putting our gear in the car and I'm, I'm kind of documenting it with my GoPro and I walk up on the car just at the moment. So she finished, puts our gear in and then slams it, the, you know, shuts the trunk. And then I realized that she just locked the keys in the car. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you got to swim some more while you wait for AAA to show up. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. And let me, believe me, AAA takes its time. So post springs and rum all got you know like xed off the list because by the time we were done with that uh, it was pretty close to dark. But I I'm, I'll probably post it on my Instagram, maybe send it to you guys so you can post it on the Madcaps page. I still have that video to this day. I'd like to touch some more on what the state park system is doing with that park. So if you've been to state parks, a lot of them they, there's like a standard. A lot of them have, there's different kinds of state parks, so it depends on what one you're visiting, but they're in the process of changing a lot of things um, right now. The whole layout of the camp, um, I would say the downside, the biggest downside to that state park is the one restroom. Um, most state parks have a restroom for campers and a restroom for day day guests. It's and, not exactly state park standards. Yeah, because it, it's all the um, infrastructure is from when it was a privately owned uh, park. So you have... The restrooms are shared. Yeah, and with everyone coming in and out of the springs, they get really dirty really fast. Not like gross, but just sand and water everywhere. Um, and they're expanding the campgrounds. Uh, they're expanding the layout a bit. Um, now, if you go there, there's two different campgrounds at the moment. There is a more primitive one, tent camping only. And those are big, beautiful campsites. And then there's the RV campsites that are more uh, sardine. <laughs> like everyone's kind of stacked. Fish bowl. Yeah, it's a fishbowl, but it's still worth going. It's still a great park to visit. But like I said, they're in the process of restoring that, um, changing it to more of the what you're used to with a Florida state the park. Standards. Mm-hmm. Cause, cause state parks generally have great standards as yeah. far as their, their campgrounds go. I and think. as Ryan stated, he had mentioned briefly naked springs. Uh, when we first went there as well, you could still swim. Then they had uh, shut it off, I believe during COVID. Uh, and there used to be a dock in there. You could jump off and swim and they had removed the dock. Um, but watching the, uh, plant life. Return. It's been huge restoration. Was amazing. I mean, I it was sad that you couldn't swim in there. A little bummed out uh, by that. But when I saw the just rainbow of colors of the the purples and the greens coming back, I was just like, man, it's worth just being able to stand on the edge and look at that. It was beautiful. Now Ryan says they may have opened it back up. Uh, that is what I heard from um, someone. <laughs> Duh, it's just we have not someone. verified that yet. Yeah, someone um, someone that uh, knows springs pretty well said, "Yeah, I think that's uh, that they may have opened that back up." I have not verified it, been there, seen it, so uh, that is uh, un um, unsub unsubstantiated. Claim. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I have I've not checked. That's just something I heard. Yeah, but they're also removing. They removed the boardwalk, and they're going to be rebuilding that. But I think uh, not quite in the water. Like it is, or it was, that's going to be more inland. Uh, out to the river? Out to the river. That's cool. Now, if you pull up, if you go online, any state park has a plan 
Management plan. A, a management plan. And, and typically they're like a 10-year management plan. Yeah. So that doesn't mean if it's on there, you can see that it's going to have that change anytime soon. Uh, and sometimes management plans change. But you can go online and, and read their management plan and see what they're planning on doing at this moment in time. There's four springs in the property. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember what the little... There's Johnson Springs? Johnson, Naked, uh, Gilchrist, and then there's... There's a one more. little one that's... Just west of the the main spring head, it's hard to get to. Hmm. I just went to the. I remember I was looking for the third one. Like a, I, I can't remember the name of it. You said Johnson Spring is what mm-hmm. it was. I was trying to that find one that one. You can take the trails to get to. They, yeah. has, they have a nice trail system. Yeah, they yeah. really do have some, some nice trails. Car landscape. Yeah, there's some. Not. I'm not going to say there's caves, but there's mini kind of cave like. Yeah. Uh, uh, holes and cutouts and, and out, yeah interesting really neat back there um really beautiful cypress trees mm-hmm. back there uh it's, it's an it's an excellent point to launch a uh, a watercraft though yes um, i mean and you can come out there and then go north to um the rum springs which yes. is a, a county park just north of there so the best way is to to launch th- out of gilchrist and then take your craft, turn it right to the right, mm-hmm. which is uh, would be east, I, I suppose. And then you can go up, and there's springs all alongside the Santa Fe. Mermaid yeah. Springs, Rum Merma- Springs. Yeah, Mermaid's a little tiny one, but it's great. to. Uh, we get out almost every time we go there, and our kids just swim around. I'd say you wouldn't want more than like five people yeah, there. It's, it's a group. tiny little spring. Uh, and rum, rum is pretty good. Yeah, rum's, rum's a big, it's a county park, correct? Yes. Yeah, and that's a very good size uh, spring. Yeah, we did. Uh, I was there, in, you know, uh, last year, and I did a cleanup. Current problems was involved in. I really enjoyed it. I was um, snorkeling for trash, and we had a kayaker or a paddler next next to us that was collecting what we found. And once you get down um, a couple of feet off the bottom, it really opens up, and you can see a little bit better. So I was uh, finding all kinds of neat stuff that I remember from kids, you know, just the old bottles of soda, glass bottles, um, you know, a Harley Davidson sweater, a lot of monofilament finishing lines, you know. What you're describing is one of those times where we like crossed paths very close. I think that was like the day before or the day after Mm -hmm. that we were at the same park uh, before we had met in person. Oh, yeah. yeah. We did cross paths. Yeah. Multiple times without, I mean... Like, like probably drove past each other. <laughs> within a week. Like, oh, you were there? Yeah. yeah, we we definitely did that before meeting in person, which was a chance meeting. Mm-hmm. We did even, finally, <laughs> the stars aligned and uh, we collided. Um, but yeah, Rum Springs is pretty good. It's a county park. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty nice to swim in. Um, not a huge or spectacular spring. Uh, another county park near there is Poe. Poe, yeah, that is a nice one, too. Yeah. That's cute. It's turning a kind of a green tint. It has. I, I noticed when we went there, too. They said it was after... Uh, I, was, I went through the uh, the, floor, the Springs Field School with the Florida Springs Institute, and uh, they mentioned that it was um, after maybe a uh, weather event, like a hurricane, maybe Irma or something like that, that it just turned green. I don't remember which one it was. I'm, that, the Irma was a guess. But it, it turned, and I remember it was like, man, this this thing is tinted green. But right next door or nearby, Gilchrist Blue, where you know it's right out of a postcard. 
So it's interesting, even though some of these springs are very close by, they have their own dynamic. Well, Gilchrist does have quite a buffer around it as far as the uh, the, the things that we're concerned about with the, the springs degradation and everything, the nitrogen. Gilchrist, as a property, as the state um, park, has a, has a good amount of um, area that's protected around it. Um, if you go a little further downstream, though, we have the... The spring that shall not be named. Yeah. <laughs> well, the don't spring itself there. is beautiful. Um, and you can go there. Just don't step foot on their property and pay them any money. And that would be Ginny Springs. Uh, <gasps> very famous spring. It's all over Instagram. Um, but yeah, you can find ways to enjoy it without, uh, like I said, funding the bad guys. Um, and unfortunately, what they do is, um, what is it? They have a lease or offer up their land to bottling companies who are permitted to pump out as much water from the springs as their little hearts desire. Uh, a million, up to a million gallons up, okay. a day. Well, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Uh, yeah. So uh, the it seems like that I would think that gatekeepers and uh, the non-gatekeeping community would uh, see Ginny with probably similar amounts of uh, scorn, I would imagine. Disdain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, disdain. If you go there on a holiday weekend and look at the, I've seen the videos online. It's just uh, a lot of people drinking, a lot of people enjoying the spring. Lots of uh, mm-hmm. trash and stuff gets left behind. Yeah. Now, not only do I not really care for the way they manage that place because of the pumping of the spring, but they seem to really have no cap on how many people can enjoy the spring at a time. I'm sure there's some kind of number, but their campsites aren't really... It's expensive to get in. It's very expensive to get in there. You have a day-use fee, a camping fee. If you're camping, you also have to pay the day-use fee, which you think they would bundle that all into one. When we first met, we we looked into going there, and then I'm like, why would I do that when I can go stay at Jenny and just paddle there? Gilchrist. Or sorry, Gilchrist, yeah, and just right down the street, right Right down down the street, absolutely gorgeous. (laughs) Just make sure you you use the restroom before you get there; otherwise, I'll charge (laughs) you for that. (laughs) I I have (laughs) never, I've never, I've never entered into uh, Ginny Springs proper. Yeah, I guess uh, maybe that's a bad us us neither. We we actually went to the entrance one time because we were curious. It was a while back. And uh, I think we had the the kids with us, and they were they were like forty bucks or something like that. Yeah, like "Eh, actually no. Yeah, no, nah, not interested. No, we'll go but back. Thanks. I think we're camping, <laughs> camping at Gilchrist at the time. Yeah, yeah, it seems just more of a money grab than uh, people who actually care for what's around them. Well, that's that's why I like um, Florida State Parks. Yeah, because there's some other uh, government agencies that manage some other springs that you will pay significantly more than a Florida State Park. Florida State Parks they also are conservation minded. Well, they they they're not. Um, I'd say it's kind of a uh, less classist. The, I mean, you can, a lot of these parks, they could charge a lot more than they do and oh, still reach capacity every day and make a ton of money. It's such a great But deal. this makes it accessible to people of different income levels. Um, all you have to do is get there early or book a campsite generally and you can get in. Five bucks a car and then the, the camping is, is, is what, 30, 40 bucks tops? Yeah. Generally a night. Well, I mean, most that, that people don't do deal. what we do and stay for a night. Most no, but, people but might book for a few is what days. I'm yeah, it's it's you're not going to get a better deal. <laughs> yeah, I think so. But the one thing I'd like to point out is if you you can get on uh, any social media, search Ginny Springs, uh, and a lot of times they'll have the three day weekend 
videos pop up. And then uh, look at how many people are in the springs. And then uh, if you're ever there, look at how many how long the line is for the bathroom. Yeah. Not long at all. You get to see people <laughs> floating down the river on blow-up mattresses and all kinds of things, <laughs> which I did see when we paddled by. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can see uh, the Santa Fe is pretty trash around the outside sometimes. I've seen it once. There where, are a lot of groups doing a lot of good things to keep it clean, but yeah. it's just an ongoing but yeah, how many people are going in Jenny Springs and peeing <laughs> instead of going to the bathroom? It doesn't make me want to like swim there. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so on a positive note, uh, there are some excellent uh, springs that uh, you can visit right around the area of the Santa Fe. There's plenty of options, hiking springs and paddling uh, on the, the river. And it's uh, it's definitely a good time. So with that, I think we're out of time. So uh, hope you thanks for joining us. I hope you enjoyed it and enjoy Florida responsibly. Happy swimming. Thank you for listening to the Florida Madcaps. We hope today's episode was enjoyable. Your input is important to us. If there is a topic that you would like to know more about, please let us know. The Florida Madcaps is presented in partnership with the Florida Springs Council, the only nonprofit advocacy organization focused solely on protecting our Florida Springs. Get a free spring sticker and join the Florida Springs Council at floridaspringscouncil.org slash madcaps. As a token of our appreciation, we are giving away a free Madcap sticker to anyone who leaves us a review. All you have to do is send us your contact information to the email provided in our show notes. We will take care of the rest. Thank you for being a part of the Florida Madcaps community.